Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom, umvorach. Uh, beautiful winter rains here in Yerushalayim. A little bit cold, but also beautiful. Ira Kodesh, I don't think we have to say it's only beautiful when the skies are blue and summery in Aviv. Even Choref is beautiful. Every, every season in Yerushalayim, every season in Eretz Israel is magnificent and beautiful and happy to be alive and here. Parashat uh, Yitro. Uh, before I even start the parasha, uh, I'd like everyone, if possible, the few people that maybe listen to this uh, Devar Torah, uh, to have a thought, to have to do a, a nice ma'aseh, a tefillah for Nadav Chayim ben Orit Chaya, uh, the son of a friend and co-worker here at Haterikonim that was shot by that 13-year-old boy, that, by the way, is not just a 13-year-old boy, it's a whole ma'arechet of people behind him, supporting him, cheering him on, and, of course, handing out those lollies after something like this happens, um, is in a serious way still in the hospital, and uh, as much as we need the doctors and good medications, we also need the tefillot to act in this spiritual world. Um, we wish him a mamash erofua mehira shlema for all his marachot, for everything about him, that he comes back uh, bigger and stronger. Um, and uh, for his whole family, wish everyone well. That's first of all. Anyway, Parashat Yitro. Uh, yep, named after initially a non-Jew. Uh, whatever conversion was at the time, I don't think he had problems with the Rabbanut at the time. Uh, but whatever the issues were, maybe he converted. But we're talking about a, a priest, a, a high priest in Midian that had seen and knows everything. Um, and at some point realized everything that he was doing with these idols and with uh, whatever these so-called gods of the heavens were were nothing and realized who was God, what was God. Maybe he really understood that a little bit beforehand when he already had met his uh, son-in-law, Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, but uh, now, of course, he, uh, he hears. He hears in such a way that he actually acts. Uh, there are many people that uh, hear and listen to things, but don't necessarily act on, on what they hear. Um, you know, first of all, there are some people that sort of hear, but don't truly listen and take it in. One way to do that, actually, is to look at the person who's talking, uh, rather than just look away or uh, have a second thought about your telephone that may be in your pocket or something else is going, but really listen to the person that's there. But in addition to really listening to the person that's there, to be able to act on sometimes the things that we hear uh, is not something that happens all the time. Uh, In this case, Yitro actually uh, really did listen, and he acted. He heard, he came. Arguments about what actually he heard. Did he hear about Yitziat Mitzrayim? Did he hear about Yam Suf? Did he hear about the plagues? Amalek, Har Sinai? There are lots of different things that could have uh, taken place that he heard about um, in that period, um, all of which, of course, are phenomenal. And you'd have to not just stand in awe, but recognize that Hashem is involved not just in the creation of the world, but in every aspect of the history and the day-to-day um, happenings of Am Yisrael. He recognized and he acted. Uh, that's the first thing I guess we can take from the uh, the parasha. Of course, it's uh, the parasha that has a serot brought, and it goes without saying that even though we don't differentiate between all the mitzvot of the Torah, it's all important, which is why some people stand for the whole Torah, some people don't stand up specially for the serot brought. Some people also stand up for the serot brought and az yashir. It uh, doesn't mean that it's more important, but there's no question it has a special place in the Torah, the serot brought. Some say that all the Torah comes from the serot brought, the Ten Commandments. 
but uh, also in this parsha, and also in my bar mitzvah parsha, parshat Vaitchanan. But that's uh, many months away. Uh, the other thing we see in the parsha um, is the first time I believe, I may be wrong, but I believe the words Baruch Hashem, uh, thank God, uh, is used, and it's actually used by Yitro. It's not something that we hear by the Avot, but uh, Yitro is, uh, says, Hashem be blessed, um, and he's very happy for the, for the Jewish people. Baruch Hashem that God did this, and Baruch Hashem that God did that. To be happy for the other person is something really very, very special, uh, and something that... Um, something we could all learn from, to be able to say, Baruch Hashem, and to be happy for the other person. It carries on and it says, Vayichad and he gets together with Moshe, Moshe tells him everything that happens. I've always had a question, by the way, about this, uh, this old parsha. There's a lot about Moshe and Yitro, about what, what about Moshe and his wife? I guess by then, Moshe realized he was on a, realized, or he ended up being on another level altogether. The leader, uh, the spiritual connection between Am Yisrael and, uh, and Hashem, who knows, the Shaliach of Hashem, I mean, there was no one closer to Hashem than Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, and obviously the everyday uh, nuances of uh, wife and children was obviously going to be different for uh, for him, but she takes very much a back seat already from now because as soon as Yitro comes, you know he sits with Yitro and explains to him. And the word Vayichad uh, actually Rashi brings down two separate meanings. Uh, it can come from the word Chedva, which means happiness, or it comes from the word Chidudim Chidudim, which means you know something sharp and pins Vayichad. Uh, which gives to rise in some ways, um, as uh, I read in a book of Rabbi Haber, the writes a beautiful book that I refer to often uh, from Australia. He's from initially from Lakewood and ended up being the Kollel in Australia. A beautiful book, and he speaks about the different emotions that people can have. Uh, and it's possible that these two conflicting or contradicting concepts of chidudim and chedva, vayichad, and he was uh, sat with, uh, with Moshe, but two different feelings, it's possible to have two opposing um, emotions from time to time. In this case, you know, maybe feeling bad about the Egyptians and everything that happened, basically wiping out the Egyptian army and people and totally destroying them, as opposed to the happiness feeling about Am Yisrael. You know, um, we say when we hear, unfortunately, that someone's passed away, you know, Baruch Dayana Emet. Uh, if something great happens, we say, Hatov Hametiv. Can those two things go together? Uh, maybe there are situations. I think the Gemara uh, Rabbi Haber brings down, uh, actually even discusses that at some point, uh, what happens if a person hears that uh, a great uncle whose person is very close to passes away, uh, but the person knows he's about to inherit $10 million. On one hand, there's Baruch Dayana Emet, and it's very sad and it hurts. And uh, there's something else altogether that he knows he's going to inherit, and that's, that's Hatov Vahamitiv. Uh, you know, uh, a person, uh, emotions are a very strange thing. You know, we sometimes we go from Yom Azikaron uh, straight into Yom Atzma'ut. You know, even people that lost a child, for example, and it may be a little bit harder, uh, but we still go from one to the other. Uh, our emotions that we have, uh, whether it be grief and sadness, it's, it's part of our life, uh, it's the reality of life. Uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, those emotions have to affect everything of that, uh, you know, of that person. It doesn't mean that has to affect everything about the person's day, his week, his month. Um, it, it, means, it doesn't also mean that he has to affect everyone around him. 
Uh, it's very difficult to be able to uh, sometimes, for example, have a, a, an emotion and, and switch off altogether when you go out in the public, although we have to know that that is the case. Our face and our mouth and the way we appear is is not just your own private thing. You're, you're also it's part of the public domain and therefore one has to be careful what one portrays uh, when one is in the public. Um, the parasha, of course, also talks about honouring parents, kaberet avicha ve'etimecha, uh, those that merit to still have uh, both parents uh, to be able to fulfill the mitzvah and have a longevity um, here in Eretz Israel, though it applies, of course, throughout the whole of the world, doesn't matter where and how. Uh, the mitzvah of Kibbut Avaem may seem actually to be a very rational mitzvah, um, but we're being told specifically even rational mitzvot like that of honoring one's parents because Hashem wants us to know that even things like that, um, you're keeping them because... And even though that made sense, but we're primarily keeping it because Hashem commanded us to actually keep those uh, keep those laws. Um, it's uh, one of the laws, as we said, that's connected to longevity, just like that very famous mitzvah of shiluah haken, of shooing away the uh, the mother if you want the, uh, the the child from the nest. When you happen to come across, you don't have to go looking for it. When you happen to come across uh, the uh, the nest. And the last thing maybe to mention about the Pasha, and the truth is I'm a little bit hesitant to, uh, to say anything about this because of so much which is happening in Israel, and that is ultimately um, Moshe, because of the advice of Yitro, is setting up a judicial system. I mean, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdof. Uh, one of the justifications for holding on to the land of Israel is if we are a moral people with a proper judicial system. What type of judicial system do we have today here in Eretz Israel? Uh, why there isn't uh, the Badei Din, why we have courts that are made up of English, British, uh, the same thing, uh, Turkish uh, and Jewish law all somehow mixed together is a bit of a question mark. You know, the day will come where there will be proper Jewish laws here and uh, in accordance with the Torah with the uh, Batei Din and different, uh, and the Sanhedrin. At the moment, we have a judicial system. It's a, at times, there are a lot of question marks about the judicial system what type of judges there are sitting on the bench? Who elects the judges? And it's a big discussion which is taking place in Israel today. I don't know enough about uh, what changes need to be made. I do know uh, at least one thing, that the courts have not really been uh, open um, or representing all the people. It seemed to be that for many, many years, maybe since the foundation of the state, the judges, it was like a very in-house system. Judge elects a judge from the same type of person, uh, from a certain uh, um, hierarchy, a certain educational system, and it kept on breeding the same type of people. So when uh, various governments come in and they like to see a greater representation, for example, of religious, of Svadim, of uh, people from Udava Shomron, of women, etc., uh, all of these things makes the system even better. And to have positive change, as opposed to the uh, the people who are scaring the public to think that the changes that are coming are going to destroy democracy, uh, is clearly uh, grandstanding and uh, problematic. Of course, there needs to be discussion and understanding about what needs to be done, uh, but um, only a system uh, that looks at itself properly in the mirror uh, and that the, the court system is there to mirror uh, the public 
and to understand the public is something which obviously is, is praiseworthy. So I'm not going to get into how judges should be elected. Uh, you don't need to be a genius to know that there have been uh, more than just a few problems in relation to how the judges have been elected and who the judges have been since the creation of the state. And uh, hopefully the changes will be positive uh, so that we can be a judicial uh, light for the nations. Uh, we're a light for the nations in many things that we do. Um, just even recently, a small, tiny country, notwithstanding the relations between uh, Turkey and Israel and Syria and Israel, Israel within hours sends out help, uh, field hospitals, something very praiseworthy, something very special. And that's what it's like. That's what it means to be a light to the nation. Um, I wish everyone well. Read the Aserat Hadibot with your children and grandchildren. Let's go over them themselves. Read the whole parsha. Uh, got some beautiful ideas and thoughts there. Once again, I wish a refuah shleima to Nadav Chaim ben Irit Chaya. Uh, may you have a full refuah shleima. I look forward to uh, um, not leaving Israel, but uh, for those who are living in the Florida area, uh, and uh, Texas, I look forward to hopefully seeing as many as you as possible during the days that I will be in both places. Uh, hopefully trying to wake up Am Yisrael to be involved at a greater level to realize that the blessings that you have been blessed is to be able to use for the Jewish people and for Yerushalayim. I'll be there for the parashiot of Mishpatim and Truma. And we will speak when I next time when I'm already in Galut overseas. I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom Umuvorach. Parshat Yitro.